Hello everyone and welcome to the Talking Meds podcast, uh, talking about different aspects of health, well-being and uh, finding ways to stay healthy. This series is talking about weight loss and weight management and I'm a junior doctor in the NHS and I've talked to some of my friends and colleagues about their experiences and my experience about weight loss and different aspects of it. One thing to note is that we're all talking from our own personal experience and therefore should not be used as medical advice or personal advice tailored to anybody in particular. Um, always do your own research and always talk to your own health professional before starting any diet. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone, um, we're back for episode three of this uh, behaviour change slash weight loss um, podcast that we've started doing and uh, today we've got a couple of, well, one new guest and we've got uh, a returning couple of guests uh, one who's actually phoning in from Malaysia to be with us so uh, just like to quickly go around and introduce everyone um, and then we'll get get right into it and take off where we where we finished last time so uh, I'm Paul and this is uh, Ruth I'm a retired GP hi I'm John I'm a vicar and I've had my interest to be involved in this as well <laughs> yeah I thought he was going to get out of it today and yep. Phoning in, and I'm I'm Mahesh, and uh, I'm the one. I'm a medical student, and I'm the one from Malaysia. <laughs> Brilliant, yeah. And uh, I'm a junior doctor in the NHS, and um, we're really getting together just to explore the uh, sort of some of the factors around weight loss. And uh, in the last episode, we we talked about how um, some of the negative health consequences of being overweight. And this time, we're going to talk about why it can be so difficult to make those sort of positive changes in our lives uh, and lose weight so without further ado um the things that i've sort of looked into before before getting together today um and really the things that i wanted to talk about uh, was why it's so difficult to lose weight um i've recently uh slipped into the overweight category so i'm i'm, I'm quite keen at the moment looking at, at this and, and i've been looking at reasons why I've been putting on weight recently um, and I think the biggest thing for me is is emotional eating mm. um, and I've, I've seen it talked about before in documentaries and and I can really relate to it so whenever I'm tired at work or I've got an assignment to do or revising for an exam or anything the first thing I'll reach for to keep me going is the most unhealthy but tastiest snacks I can find I don't know if anyone else can relate I'm, to that. I'm the same as that because I'm just finishing a book at the moment and it's actually featuring overweight and diabetes. And to keep myself going, guess what I do? Go and eat cakes and ice cream and so on. Yeah, yeah. And I've put weight on. And this is it, isn't it? Yeah, I think exam seasons as well. It's just to procrastinate, just go down to the kitchen, yep, let's get something to eat. Because I'd rather do anything but study. <laughs> so eating is probably the best thing I'd love to do. Mm. Yeah, John. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree with all of that, <laughs> but I think it's good that Ruth's obviously putting some weight on because it helps for the book. <laughs> she can be a case study in the next book. I'm sure there'll be a follow-up one. <laughs> Absolutely, and um, I think some of the the reasons for that is because obviously food is essential for life. It's not as if we can give up food and you know lose weight forever. We have to eat. We have to maintain a certain amount of weight fat muscle um and i think we return to it in times of emotional stress and uh, something that provides a bit of comfort and that tends to be food 
So it's quite hard to break these these habits when you can reach for something that gives you an instant pick me up. But unfortunately, as we talked about in the last episode, that that can have real sort of negative health consequences, can't it? And we mustn't just keep talking about food because it's also about drink. Now it could be yeah. fizzy drinks because that also keeps you going lots yeah. of sugar yeah. but it could be alcoholic drinks which people don't always realise how, mo- how many calories there are in Absolutely. so mm-hmm. offhand, I think there's at least 200 calories in a pint of beer if not more Yeah. well if someone just pops out with a friend two be- pints of beer so that's four or five hundred and that packet of crisps another two hundred Yeah. they don't really count that as, as eating no. and then they're out again with 600 calories in their intestine and I think also the problem is even when people are trying to be healthy they think oh I'll, I'll have you know, I won't drink fizzy pop or yeah. alcohol I'll just go and have fresh orange juice or fresh apple juice because it counts as my one of my five a day and yeah but actually the amount of natural sugars in there are ridiculously high well exactly and uh, you know that no one would ever go out and eat six or seven whole oranges <laughs> but that's what it takes to make a uh, you know one glass of juice doesn't it yeah um, and and in those oranges, you know, you've got fibre and things that will help it pass through your gut so that you don't absorb all that sugar. It's much better for you. But when it's processed, you know, it's whizzed up in the juicer. Yeah. There's none of that. And I suppose that's fresh oranges. Yeah. So the problem is a lot of people, again, maybe drink, you know, concentrated things that's also been had sugar done added as well. Yeah. 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 What are you thinking, Mahesh? Um, I think what the government has uh, is doing there uh, in the UK, it's quite a good thing to tackle weight. Like it's a good like, weight management technique by putting uh, the calories and then the breakdown of like fat, sugar, and uh, what was that? I can't remember the other two on on packets, which they don't do it here in Malaysia. Mm. So I think having that that uh, color coding as well, that the green, yellow, orange, red, just helps people to like see oh, okay this is not really healthy for them if it's in the red or orange color and if it's in the green color it is quite uh, it's good for you then so yeah. i think just having that indication at the top of their that nutritional indication at the top of their like food items i think that's a good shout definitely i think but i think also some of the manufacturers have started getting way around that that i saw something the other day that it had all the numbers on it but it was actually printed in grayscale yeah, so you couldn't actually tell it was. <laughs> yeah, the, the salt was ridiculously high, but he didn't actually show it was red. Yeah, the numbers there it said what yeah. percentage of your daily yeah. intake, but they they sort of got round it by putting it on, but then not using the actual traffic light colours. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, I've, and it's practices like that that I think I've, I've heard other you know professionals describe the sugar industry now as kind of the tobacco industry of the fifties and sixties. Yeah. You know they knew that they knew the science, but they were just going to promote it and, and, and like you were saying uh, Mahesh in Malaysia where those restrictions aren't there and, and the government controls haven't been put in place you know they've almost got free reign to advertise these things would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, yeah definitely I think I think what, what uh, the government is doing to tackle obesity because uh, I think the prevalence or the increase in childhood obesity is crazy as well in the UK so yeah so another another point that uh, I just wanted to sort of bring in was uh, was about I think one of the other reasons why it's difficult to lose weight is is our own sort of unrealistic expectations about how long it's going to take and about the end goal about how you're going to keep it off um, because it's so easy to go in and you see the, all these crash diets and you see people on Instagram losing weight and you think oh I can do that and then 
or you, you rely on willpower alone without properly planning a way of in, you know, incorporating it into your life to make it a lifestyle change rather than just a, something you're going to do for two weeks and then you pour the weight back on as soon as you lose the willpower, you get tired, you get demotivated and you slip back into old habits. Um, I don't know if anyone else. Yeah, I think also, I think sometimes people just will lose the weight for an event. Yes. They want to be beach body ready. So they lose the weight so they go on summer holidays, then they pile on while they're away again. Or they lose weight for a wedding and then the wedding yeah. finishes and then, yeah, whatever. We'll go yeah, back to relax ways. now. Yeah, it's all over now. And I think it's, <laughs> yeah. so I think people have those goals. And I think, so you said about celebrities, I mean, Tom Hanks recently has been losing again loads of weight, apparently for some film, but, and he's someone who's put weight on, put weight on, and taken it off for different different roles. Mm. But I think it, it is that, it's trying to get those long term goals. This isn't, it's not just so we look nice on the beach, it's actually hopefully for long term health. So it's like avoiding yo yo dieting. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen two people recently who've got diabetes and they've been motivated to lose weight because of their diabetes, and both of them over the last two years, have lost the weight and kept it off. And what's that meant is that one of them's completely off their diabetes treatment because they've lost about three stone. And wow. not only have they both lost about that sort of amount, they've also started regularly exercising. So both of them have got a pedometer on. Yeah. And they're telling me how many steps they do each day. And they both have got an average of about three to five miles a day, which was not their way of doing it two years ago yeah so they're motivated because they're actually off one of them's off completely their diabetes medication the other one's only taking one lot now instead of two lots it's brilliant amazing yeah that's yeah. great but i think sometimes well, it does almost need to be something like you've got diabetes yeah you've got something wrong with you that it's actually that, that kick on the backside call. for people to actually because people are like oh I'll, I'll get around to it and i think sometimes almost you need yeah. one of those almost diagnoses to actually make people think about it seriously mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, in, in the line of motivation, I think that, uh, so like speak about motivation, I think uh, people lose motivation easily when they don't really see progress. So people go to the gym for a week or maybe two and they expect to be already chiseled and ripped and they don't even see maybe an ounce of weight loss or anything like that. So that means some they feel that what they're doing is wrong and they don't really see the the point of it because they don't see the, the instant weight loss. Yeah. But they need to understand yeah. that weight loss is a long journey. Yeah. Definitely. And this leads us nicely into what we're going to talk about in the next couple of episodes, where I think everyone who is listening will be encouraged, hopefully, because uh, we're going to talk about ways that you can actually lose weight. Because we talked a lot about why it's difficult <laughs> and what are the negative consequences. So we want to try and talk about some of the positive steps that you can take and strategies um, and coping mechanisms and things like that. So, And I call that the cycle of change. So yeah. I would say there's a definite circle around going from that pre-contemplation, contemplating why should I do it, what are the risks, what are the benefits, to the actions. And then the most important point is maintaining it. So yeah. when you do those actions, they're ones that you can make for life. And that's really what we've got to discuss. So we're talking about life-changing, but life-persisting um, changes that will make a difference to your body. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. See you on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. See you guys. Bye.